Good afternoon, guys. Welcome to In the Nick of Time with your girl, Nikki, where I have healthy diet monologue. And hopefully in the future, in the nick of time, I will be able to have open and healthy dialogue with people that I can interview and talk to. And today, I just want to talk about something that is kind of a touchy subject for me, in a sense, because... I hear it so much, and I don't want to say that I'm tired, but in a way I am, because I hear it from from people a lot of the times about people in the church. And I have started saying that church is not the answer because people don't understand that the church is the people. The church is you and me. That's the first thing that we have to understand. So when you go to that building that we go to on Saturday or Sunday or whenever you go there, you're going to meet God. You're going to a comfortable space where other people are on the same page and have the same mindset as you. So we don't go to church to figure out how we can have the best life or for everybody to say everything that we want to hear. First of all, we we should encourage one another. We should. And we should never make a person feel down. And the first thing I want to talk, the, the thing I want to talk about is judgment. Because we hear that word a lot. We hear that word a lot, judgment. You can't judge me. When someone who believes in God, believes in Jesus Christ, tries to tell you the truth, it's always it is always taken out of context. Because we live in a world that's so far off from loving one another that when someone truly has passion and truly cares, it, it's hard to believe that someone really cares like that. So we, we have this mindset that the person is just being meddlesome. Or, and sometimes people are being busybodies. I'm not going to deny that. I'm not going to say that there are <clears throat> not church members or people that are believers in Christ that are not busybodies. We've all we've all fallen short of the glory of God. And people love to, to use scriptures and take it out of context and, and 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 say, you know, we've all fallen short. But Paul was not telling us that we've all fallen short, meaning we can keep doing what we want to do. That's why later on in Romans chapter six he he asked a rhetorical question and he posed the question and he told he asked is should grace abound so that we can continue in sin and he said certainly not so judgment is 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 not what we believe judgment to be now <clears throat> i'm talking about that because this podcast is really about uh, shedding truth, 
shedding light on the truth versus judgment. And because it 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 came to my mind to do this 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 podcast because I was doing videos, like I said, and I, I just feel like everywhere I look when I'm on YouTube, when I'm watching, uh, when I'm looking on Facebook, there is always something there to 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 push that trigger of 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 anger towards a group of people because the 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 hate towards Asians because we were told they brought the pandemic over here could possibly be true but why do we commit hate crimes because somebody tells us something about a culture and we believe it our continuous uh picking off of the scab of a wound because of racism racism at the end of the day it is truly truly a heart issue it is when you have a feeling about somebody and you just have a disdain for them and you don't even know them and you're going basically off of what you feel something should be off of your emotions and your opinion and what you believe things should be like. You look at a person and you assume every black person is a thug. And every black person assumes that every white person is racist. And it's just a constant battle. But the battle is not with flesh and blood. And we forget that in so many instances. The way for us to stand up for ourselves is for us to recognize that God is 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 in control and God is the answer because when you when you follow Christ when you believe in God and when you trust in God he will give you the discernment to understand when somebody's helping trying to help you when somebody's trying to encourage you and when somebody really is not good for your life <clears throat> because the truth is the truth Because, like I said, we've all fallen short. But if you put that in context, Paul is talking mainly about focusing on the law and not cleaning up the heart. So he's basically saying, he was basically talking to the Jews because they felt like a lot of people feel now that they were the superior group. And he was trying to tell them, look, if you believe in the law and you can't even completely follow the law, why are you trying to tell these people that they're not good enough because they don't follow the law? And that's the same thing that goes on today. White people just feel like they're superior. And 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 I started talking about trying to find scriptures to show us that any situation that we deal with, that God can help us through it. Because at the end of the day, 
No one has the answer. No one person has the answer to all of our life's problems. No one person has the answer. But God has all of the answers. You want scripture for any, you want answers to any problems that you have. Scripture will have the answer. If we want to learn how to deal with racism for real, get in the Bible. He'll show you. Police brutality. We we are so prone to feeling like we have to stand up for ourselves. And 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 using the mindset of I have to survive. But God wants us to live at the end of the day. Because Jesus came to fulfill the law. We do not have free will when it comes to doing what God says. And, and, and what I mean by that is, God gave us his word to follow. And and, and I talked about that in, in, in one episode of, of my podcast about the acronym that, that people have made up for the Bible. You know, basic instruction before leaving life. And you can honestly see that. It's basic instructions. And we have to, if we follow those instructions, we will learn how to deal with uh, police brutality, racism. And we will learn how to fight in such a way, in a godly way, and we'll come out on top. Same thing with feeling like all Christians and all people that attend church are judgmental. First, let's talk about, let's start with what does judgment mean? I looked it up, and the term simply states, means the ability to make considered decisions or to come to sensible conclusions. Now, when we look at judgment in the sense of what I'm speaking of, if it's not my place to come to you and beat you over the head with the word of God and and, and tell at every turn tell you how how wrong you are. But at the same time, I this is my feeling. We have this this mindset that we see ourselves living this great and powerful life only if the powers that be, which are the quote-unquote elitist and white people, will finally give us the respect that's due us as black people and will, will... will pay us fair wages and treat us right and give our people our reparations, whatever you want to speak of. And when we talk about judgment, if I tell you young men, carry yourselves in in a way, in a respectable way. If I tell young men, don't, don't, Walk around with your pants hanging off of you. 
If I tell young men, look presentable. Don't look like the the whole world has come crumbling down on you. If you talk to a young lady and you say, young lady, you don't have to be seen and you don't have to be provocative and you don't have to look sexual all the time. You don't have to look like you have an open invitation to your body. And if we talk like that, we're judging. If I tell you drinking alcohol, drinking too much alcohol will not ease your pain. It won't take away your problems. If I tell you that um, that you shouldn't use foul language every time, you know, that you're speaking, we then we become judgmental. But if you look in God's word, it tells you how you should carry yourself, how you how as a woman you should conduct yourself so that you will have that that respect that you garner. You won't respect, but you have to carry yourself in a respectable manner. You don't want to see your young... We don't want to see our young men out here with their pants hanging down. And looking in in a way like, I don't care about myself. And, 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 and we may sit back and say, that's their business. People have the right to do what they want. And, and that's true. And that's so true. But... But, and I I am willing to have a conversation with anybody about this. What I see in this world, it is so scary sometimes. Because we truly believe that everything that happens to us is happening because of somebody else. And all of the warning signs are there. If if I tell you a young man should respect you, a young man should treat you like a queen. If I tell you that a young man, when you meet a young man, he he should he should know what he wants out of out of out of life, and he should have himself to a point where he knows what he's looking for in a woman, and a woman should know what she's looking for in that man. And everybody now looks at marriage as just a piece of paper. And you don't want anyone to tell you that the man that you're sleeping with should be your husband. He should be your husband. And you and 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 you may say you can't judge me. That's old fashioned. And and though it may though it may feel antiquated, at the end of the day, it's the truth of God that you should live in a way that is pleasing to God, not pleasing to you. Now now, let me let me put some scripture in this because I'm I'm like I I like I always say. 
I want God's word to speak more than you hear what I have to say and giving you my opinions. Now, in John 4, I don't want to read all of this. So, I'm going to start with verse John chapter 4, verse... Fifteen, John chapter four, verse fifteen, and I can I, I can give you a brief synopsis because I don't want to read the whole scripture. Jesus is uh, at the well of Jacob, and he speaks to this woman who's coming to get water from the well, and as he's speaking to her. She starts off being shocked because she says, I'm a Samaritan. And you basically looking at him, she knew that he was not a Samaritan as well. So she felt like he's a Jew and she felt like Jews don't deal with us. So why are you even speaking to me? And see, that's the other thing. You don't, we don't even understand that. Nobody is in in the kingdom. No one is better than nobody. So when we fight, we got to understand who we're fighting. And and when she was speaking to Jesus, she was like, "You, you shouldn't even be talking to me. When he asked her for a drink of water. And she and he said to her, he didn't try to explain and try to 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 uh tell her hey and prove to her I'm different and I'm speaking to you for this reason when she rep- when she answered him in that way that was an opening that she wanted some understanding she wanted to know you know something So he tells her, he proceeds to tell her, if you knew who you were speaking with, you would ask me for water and I would give you living water. Then he breaks it down and says, the people that's drinking that water that you're you're about to get from that well, they're going to thirst again. But the water that I have, you would thirst no more. So he 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 intrigued her. He 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 sparked her curiosity. He didn't go into a rant about what type of person she was. He got to that in such a smooth way, and that's how awesome Jesus was. That's how awesome Jesus is. He led her so beautifully. Into understanding her sin. And I can honestly say that that is, the, that is the biggest problem. We that believe in Christ don't truly follow his example because we don't know how to lead people into the truth. 
We go straight in. We go. We go. We only know one way. We only know if I'm talking to you, I'm talking to you straightforward. Now I wasn't gonna read, but I just want you to hear how he, how he led her so beautifully. And he and he and he executed judgment without making her feel bad. Therefore, when the Lord knew that the Pharisees, this is John chapter 4, and I'm starting at verse 1. Therefore, when the Lord knew that the Pharisees had heard that Jesus made and baptized more disciples than John, though Jesus himself did not baptize but his disciples, he left Judea and departed again to Galilee. But he needed to go through Samaria. So he came to a city of Samaria, which is called Sencha, near the plot of ground that Jacob gave to his son Joseph. Now Jacob's well was there. Jesus, therefore, being weary from his journey, sat thus by the well. It was about the sixth hour. A woman of Samaria came to draw water. Jesus said to her, Give me a drink. For his disciples had gone away into the city to buy food. Then the woman of Samaria said to him, How is it that you, being a Jew, ask a drink from me, a Samaritan woman? For Jews have no dealings with Samaritans. Jesus answered and said to her, If you knew the gift of God and who it is who says to you, Give me a drink, you would have asked him and he would have given you living water. The woman said to him, Sir, you have nothing to draw with, and the well is deep. Where then do you get that living water? Are you greater than our father Jacob, who gave us the well and drank from it himself, as well as his sons and his livestock? Jesus answered and said to her, Whoever drinks of this water will thirst again. But whoever drinks of the water that I shall give him will never thirst. But the water that I shall give him will become in him a fountain of water, springing up into everlasting life. The woman said to him, Sir, give me this water that I may not thirst nor come here to draw. Jesus said to her, Go call your husband and come here. The woman answered and said, I have no husband. Jesus said to her, you have well said, I have no husband. Smooth. She had confessed to the living son of God, her sin. Because he said, you have well said, I have no husband. So she confessed her sins right there without even knowing it because of the wisdom of Christ, because of the love of Christ. For you have had five husbands and the one whom you now have is not your husband in that you speak true. You spoke truly. Wow. Wow. So. So let me let me let me look at that in a sense of 
if if I wanted to bring that into today's society, he said, you have had five husbands. So now the man that she's living with is not even her husband. So we don't know if, if, if the man that she, that she, but Jesus knows that they're together in, 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 in ways of intimacy. So, how if you bring that into today's society, she probably is like, man, I've been married five times. And I don't, I don't, I, I, I'm not doing it again. So the next person I'm with, hey, we just, we're just going to do, do the best that we can. And we're going to be happy with just being together. Uh, we don't need to be. We don't need a title. But 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 look at her response. It wasn't like you all in my business. She didn't come back at him like furious and you you can't judge me. This is what she said. The woman said to him, "Sir, I perceive that you are a prophet." Wow. What a response in 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 biblical times versus today. Today's modern woman and man. She did not one time say you you all in my business. Why are you worried about me? We're okay. We don't need a piece of paper. I've been married five times. It didn't work out. So it did it doesn't mean nothing to be married. So now I'm doing me, so to speak. Our fathers worshiped on this mountain, and you Jews say that in Jerusalem is the place where one ought to worship. So now she's getting into how they worship versus how the Jews worship, where the Jews worship versus where the Samaritans are told they have to worship. So she didn't even carry on the 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 conversation about Jesus calling out her sin. She didn't even wanna she didn't even wanna keep on with that. She said, Our fathers worship on this mountain. And you Jews say that in Jerusalem is the place where one ought to worship. That's another conflict. Where should we worship God? Where should we, where should we have worship? What building should we go to? What, what, who's right and who's wrong? But watch the master. Jesus said to her, woman, believe me, the hour is coming when you will neither this mountain nor in Jerusalem worship the Father. You worship what you do not know. We know what we worship, for salvation is of the Jews. But the hour is coming and now is when the true worshipers will worship the Father in spirit and in truth. So, just look at how awesome that conversation was. Versus today's conversation 
when you talk about who's right, who's wrong, who's doing what they're supposed to do and who's not. Think about it. So I gave you the definition of, of judgment. And I gave you that 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 scripture text to show you that there is some truth on both sides. But what are we really looking for in life? Is it that we're spoiled brats and we want to do what we want to do and we don't want anybody to call us on it? Because the let me give you the definition again because I want to break some things down. Judgment is the ability to make considered decisions or to come to sensible conclusion. S- conclusions. So, what I looked at is it says to come to sensible conclusions. Is it sensible to talk about somebody? Is it sensible to make a decision that hurts you? Is it sensible to tell a lie? And when caught in that lie, you have to continue to lie. Is it sensible to try and be like everyone else? Is it sensible to want what someone else has? Is it sensible to allow a man to have all of you and reduce you to being a baby mama? Is it sensible to have hatred in your heart so much that you don't care about hurting others? Is it a good decision to be be in a relationship that you have to fight for more than you can enjoy it? Is it sensible to strive for nice things but you have not peace or balance? So, I just wanted to break it down when it with the ending of that 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 definition I can't break all of those questions down but all of the aforementioned questions may seem rhetorical think about it we find ourselves in these situations on a daily we we make decisions that hurt us we dis- we we make decisions like we stay on a job even though that job wears us out and we can't stand the job and we can't stand the people on the job and we feel like they work us to death and we don't get paid enough money, but we stay with it. We get up every day and we ride to that. We we take that whatever commute we have to take to get to that job because it pays our bills. It, it, it allows us to do things that we love to do. So, That's what we do. Because we don't see anything wrong with talking about others. But if 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 I hear someone talking about somebody and I say, man, you know you're wrong, quit talking about that person. It's kind of hard for me to say that. Because I'm I'm doing it myself. But let let me let me let me go to the master teacher again. Because in my podcast, I want you to understand that Jesus is all over this. 
He has the final say because his word is what matters. I'm giving you a bunch of opinions. He said in Matthew 12, 36 and 37, I tell you on the day of judgment, people will give account for every careless word they speak. For by your words, you will be justified and by your words, you will be condemned. So even for me, I got to do better at encouraging and not helping people feel a certain way about a situation. I have to encourage people and my words should be in love. My words should be uplifting. My words should make people feel some type of joy. My words shouldn't be I can't stand her. Me neither. She thinks she all that. She sure does. Or how we or how we talk when we talk to each other. She sure do. So we we have to look within ourselves to understand that judgment is wrong. But when you bring the truth and tell the truth in love, that's not wrong. Because I I, I wanna I wanna I don't like dabbling into this because we deal with a cancer culture. Um when I talk about it is is it a good decision to be in a relationship that you have to fight for more than you can enjoy it? When it comes to the LBGTQ community, I don't like talking about them, but the one thing that is amazing to me about every culture and every community that feels like they are oppressed and they are the marginalized community, we have to look first within ourselves and think about what we're doing. I can talk about blacks as well. With the LBGTQ community, what I mean is for the longest time and for as long as I can remember, and I'm only 40. 42 years old. Back when I was younger, if you lived an alternative lifestyle, you weren't as boisterous with it. You kept it to yourself. You hid it. You didn't want to tell your family. Now, from, from me, my opinion is anything that's good and great and, and it's going to add happiness to my life. Why is it that I will I wouldn't want to tell everybody about it? Why would I want to keep 
that to myself if it's if it's good for me if if I love doing what I'm doing if I feel like what I'm doing is right See, we don't have to justify what's already justified. Think about a young lady when she when 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 a man proposes to her. Either her family is around for the proposal and it's the happiest time, or she shows every all her friends her ring and she let everybody know that her man proposed to her. So if you know, if you feel like living an alternative lifestyle is right, why do, why do you have to hide it? And now, why do you have to fight so hard to be accepted? If, if something is right and is good, you don't have to fight so hard for it to be accepted. Now I backed away from talking about these things, but I, I I love so passionately and I have so much compassion. Now I can't say that you can control your feelings and who you have to, but be single. Because we have to answer for everything that we do. Same thing with with us black people. We always calling somebody a coon who's not ready to, to, to condemn and kill every white person and say every white person is the devil. We're coons. But what is really a coon? Think about what that meaning really what that what that word really means what does coon mean what does it really mean because we say it so we're so quick to say it when we when we when we get mad because somebody's not saying what we think they should should say about white people And it's bad to 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 feel that way about your own people because they don't think like you. Why do you want why do you want everybody to 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 think like you? Especially if it's not right. Now you're so quick to call somebody a coon. Now, to me, a coon is 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 a derogatory word. And why do you use that to talk about your own people? You talk about your own people in a negative way. You call your own people a derogatory name because they don't think like you. Because they don't speak like you. 
We were mistreated. Our ancestors were mistreated. And they fought for us to have the freedoms that we have today. But the way to honor them is to stop talking about people. Is to get married before you have children. Create the families that back in the day our ancestors tried to create. Where mama and daddy was in the home. And, 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 And they built a family. The man went out and he worked hard. And he brought his he brought his 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 paycheck home to the help me, and she did what what the wife was 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 supposed to do, make sure that the money went and was dis and and was dispersed correctly, on bills, taking care of the home, taking care of the kids. What's wrong with that dynamic? What's wrong with that family dynamic today? Where is that family dynamic today? It's lost in, I was born gay. Hey, I can't, like I said, I don't have, I'm not you. I'm not in your mind, your body. I don't feel what you feel. So if you feel like you were born this way, having those feelings, hey, who am I? But you have taken away, you're trying, we're trying so hard to take away and negate what God set in place. Now, you can say whatever you want to say, but here's what God has to say. I I don't have to give my opinion. And I'm going to read to you Romans 1, starting at verse 18. For the wrath of God is revealed from heaven against all ungodliness and unrighteousness of men who suppress the truth in unrighteousness. I could stop right there, but I'm going to continue because what may be known of God is manifest in them for God has shown it to them for since the creation of the world, his invisible attributes are clearly seen being understood by the things that are made, even his eternal power and Godhead so that they are without excuse because although they knew God, they did not glorify him as God. Nor were thankful, but became futile in futile in their thoughts, and their foolishness, foolish hearts were darkened. Professing to be wise, they became fools, and changed the glory of the incorruptible God into an image made like corruptible man. And birds and four-footed animals and creeping things. Therefore, God also gave them up to uncleanness in the lust of their hearts to dishonor their bodies among themselves. Who exchanged the truth of God for the lie and worshiped and served the creature rather than the creator. Who is blessed forever. Amen. For this reason, God gave them up to the vile passions for even their women exchanged the natural use for what is against God. Nature. Women exchange the natural use for what is against nature. Likewise, also the men, leaving the natural use of the woman, burned in their lust for one 
another. God called that uncleanness. He said he gave them up to their vile passions. And what were their vile passions? They gave up the natural use for the lust that burned inside of them for one another. He called it vile passions. I didn't. So let's talk about judgment. Is it judgment or is it truth and love? And I'm going to end right there because I always want my podcast to end on God's word. And anybody that wants to talk to me, you can hit me up on inbox me on Instagram. We can um, get on the Instagram live chat. Uh, my Instagram is at Ronicky Hops. You can find me on Facebook at Lovejoy. And we can talk and listen to my podcast on Spotify. And I'm going to end my podcast now because it's about the time for me to end my podcast. And it's sad. And I'm going to end like this. What about warnings? And we choose to ignore warnings. I know I don't like to admit sometimes when I create my own problems. But God says in Galatians 6, 7, and 8. Do not be deceived. God is not mocked. For whatever one sows, that will he also reap. For the one who sows is to his own flesh, will from the flesh reap corruption. But the one who sows to the Spirit, will from the Spirit reap eternal life. Love you guys. Hope you have a blessed rest of your day. Peace. And I'm out.